Honestly, Chris, this is the only oh, hey, wait. Recording, Recording's in progress. Come on. Now. Welcome, okay. everybody. Welcome to episode number 20 of the All Elite Murder Theater Podcast. We are very happy to be here. Tammy just disappeared into oblivion. There she is again. Pops up. All right. God knows what's going to happen today. But we are here Magic. for our weekly review of Dynamite and Rampage. Hey, I hope everybody got to see the premiere episode. I guess it's the premiere episode of Total Darkness with Craig. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because that was totally fucking outstanding. So please go to our YouTube page. Check it out. Also want to let everybody know that we are now on Samsung Podcasts. So you can get get your podcast from Samsung, which I think, believe is part of Google. But I'm not 100% sure. But, yes, you can get that there. You can get us on Spotify. We're on pretty much everything. We're going to be on Apple pretty soon. So I'll let you know when that happens. So I just want to do a little housekeeping before we get into the podcast. So how is everybody I also today? want to say something real quick. Uh, Tammy, in case you are already looking for it, I just got a frozen screenshot of Rave's face. So, Oh, I didn't get it. He would, yeah, so I will send you one. I got my camera here. I'm going to start getting them as often it? as I can. Okay. Yeah. Everybody look for it on Twitter because you're going to have to caption it. What's funny is if you like watch the videos back, like sometimes all of us are frozen or it'll be like one or two of us and nobody says anything. Just one person's like. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. We got to screen capture some of those. That Those need uh, to be on our shirts. Yeah. You heard it here first. We're going to have shirts soon and or someday. And um, or someday, <laughs> it's a goal. Someday. I personally someday. want a shirt, and right. but now I feel like I want four shirts. Okay, I want a shirt of all of us frozen together. I want a shirt of then I want individual shirts of us frozen together, and then I just want one with the logo that Chris is gonna make at some point or might. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or already yeah. did, or whatever is on our thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's on our thing. Okay, that's good. Cool. I mean, our, um, like, as whatever an avatar is. icon, you know, when you the click things. on the YouTube channel, I want a shirt with that on it. Okay. That sounds I know good. that everybody's really excited about this, too, and wanted to hear my ideas. So now we can start the whole regular podcast. Thank all right. you all for that. <laughs> all right, so... As long, oh. as, as long as you feel like you've gotten all the creativity out in the open right just so that make it can sure. breathe and air of opportunity there yes you. and also other people can get excited about what they're going to look like yeah nobody wants a shirt with my no I promise you uh yeah that uh total darkness go watch that it's weird go watch it it's weird it's fun uh, it's very entertaining. Uh, you'll like it. Well, tell Craig I'm coming through town next Friday. Yep, Craig. I want a knows. selfie. I demand a selfie at least. A selfie with Craig. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to work that out. <laughs> if he doesn't, he's speak. not a big fan of pictures. So. I know. That's why I'm telling you to give him a heads up and start warming up to the idea. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, let's get some overalls. Let's do an overall first of Dynamite, Chris. Overall, yes, good, bad. Ugly. Oh, silence. Yeah. I like that even uh, better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go all the way ugly, but 
Well, I mean, I wouldn't go all the way bad. It was it was an okay episode of Dynamite. Tammy? He's from... Good, bad, or ugly, Tammy? What do you think? I'm not prepared to answer this question. I need to relive this whole thing and go through my notes, and then I can give you... I need to be back in the moment, so... All the emotion has left me. There's other things that happened since then, like Rampage, and I just can't give an overall feeling right now. All right. My opinion is uh, upsetting. I wanted other things to happen that didn't happen, but we'll get into that later. So we start out dynamite with CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. A good way to start, I thought. I thought it was a very good way to start, too. What is a... What is a what did JR Jr. says it's a, it's a journey of survival? This was one of his lines. I like the handshake. It seemed like <laughs> I love JR. First of all, his quotes are the best. <laughs> so, I mean, that's one liners in history. Oh, I'm telling you, you got to take away the vertical base, take away that vertical base, and you've got it. So <laughs> it seemed like it seemed like the crowd was split 50 50. Um, they both were able to kind of like work their injuries, their alleged injuries to their advantages on each of them. Um, uh, there was a flurry of offense on both. I mean, this, I mean, you look at this, this is like just two total professionals wrestling a good match. I thought this was an excellent match. I really liked it. Dustin's code reds, man, are just spectacular. They're so smooth. Almost all of his moves are smooth. I love his power slams off the ropes. Those are always amazing to me. Um, they both had great strategies. They they used it like a strategy to like against each other more than like, I'm better than you, you're better than me. I'm stronger than you, you're stronger than me. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, a couple of, I, I love the misfire GTS and then, and then, the slip down and then CM Punk wins with the with the with the cover. That was really cool. And um, Jr. says you don't see enough of it. Friends at the end of the match. So I thought that was really cool. And definitely Punk wants to strap. So that's my opinion on it. <laughs> you think? Yeah, that's my opinion on it. Now, Tammy, if you want to do your notes, or Chris, you want to get on this, you guys. I want to hear the notes. All right, here's Tammy's notes. All right. I hear they start. This is a great start. I'm buzzed, but pretty sure it would be really good either way. Right off the top. Dustin moves. Right off the top. Oh, my God. I was just being honest. I was like, hey, I was so excited. I was like, this is a great start. And then I was like, being honest, I'm buzzed. But I'm pretty sure that it was going to be great either way. All right, and I like how Dustin moves, big but smooth. And they just said uh, vertical base, which sounds like a geometric wrestle, by the way, term. Um, Just FYI, back to the match. Dustin looks like he's pushing Punk with his elbow. Uh Uh-oh, Dustin hurt his knee. Lots of damage to Dustin's knee. Looking for some comeback from Dustin. It's a bit back and forth, though. Dustin likes to punch people in the head, as he's doing right now to Punk. 
Ooh, shoot, his knee again. Almost a code red. A lot of back and forth. But so far, Dustin has had the worst of it. Slap off now. Now some something like, and I actually drew a picture of a hand with fingers. I don't know why. Crossroads. I'm not sure. Now shock, now shock, Dustin. Now shock, Dustin? Oh, I must have been shocked. Now shocked, Dustin didn't pin Punk. Punk gets it after all. Respect. Oh my goodness, it looks like they love each other. It was a heartwarming wrestle. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, good match, right? Slow yeah. build. Uh, the first half was a little like kind of going through the motion, sort of building the story they wanted to tell. And then um, second half was really good. Lots of action. Both of them really kind of pulled out all the stops. There was a lot of uh, – and, and nobody went into this match thinking, oh, we're going to see a bunch of flips and cool crazy shit because mm -mm. that's not what you want from these two guys anyway because that's not what they do. Uh, but the stuff they were doing was like very like good – solid wrestling storytelling uh it worked really well it was dramatic there was a build there was a finale um there was that cool moment at the end i i loved all of it uh and then and then hangman came out yeah hangman comes out and gives a stare down they they stare down at each other so obviously punk's going after this at some point, you think it's going to be on the double or nothing, or are you going to think it's the the, the June the June uh, pay per view? I I it seems like they might be rushing this program a little bit. Am I the only one that thinks that? I mean, for as much as they extend every other program, I'm shocked that they're rushing this one. Maybe, I, I, you know, so it's hard to really say. Hey, I don't understand. What do you mean, my program? The, uh, the, match. Uh, the pairing, the um, the feud, um, the the yeah. storyline. Yeah, the storyline. Okay. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, that might have been obvious to everyone. I'm sorry if it was, but I just no, it, it might not be. It might not be, but I mean, you don't know because I mean, you know how much they've teased things in the past, and it's just been going on and on and on. Look at the Wardlow thing. That's a good example. You know what I mean? It's like okay, we thought okay next week. It's gonna happen next week. It's gonna happen next, and it never, and it never did. And it took you know a long, funny? long time. Somewhere in my notes, I don't remember which area it was in, but I have something about them and their storytelling and how it's normally so long, and these builds can be so slow. Uh, I'm sure we'll figure it out when we get to it, but it's weird that they would rush this out of everything. Yeah, it would be weird if they rushed it. I mean, who? I mean, it's hard to say though. AEW. I like it when they get unpredictable. That's just me, though, but we'll see. So then after that, we had Wardlow. Mark, smart Mark Sterling goes up to Wardlow, says he's got to wear the handcuffs, right? And then Wardlow looks at him and says, oink, oink, bitch. I thought that was great. So that was a cool promo. Any comments on that one? I mean, if you're going to get hung up with a, with a, with a stupid thing, own it, right? I exactly. Mean so Tammy? That, anything on that one are you i, I just mean, like i like people that are badass and i'm like bring a bitch okay put them things on let's do this i don't care it's not gonna stop me <laughs> i like it 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So then we had the black pool. We had, all right. Uh, so then we had the Blackpool Combat Club versus Dante, Brock, and Lee Moyarty. Yuta on the right team, right? Regal, he always calls him the man in the mask, which I love, which always cracks me up. Hello, Mr. Man in the Mask. Best name ever. <laughs> I like As how saying Excalibur is too difficult. Right. So he also, makes it longer. <laughs> I know. And then Regal says, I went on a I went on a three-day bender with Arn Anderson. I thought that was <laughs> That's what he said. He went on a three-day bender with Arn. I thought that was awesome. So then that this is basically this basically felt like a, a beating of Brock Anderson. I mean, did anybody else feel that way? I mean, that's what I felt. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it was specifically about Brock, but I get your point. You see what I mean? It seemed like Brock took a lot of beating. Uh, he definitely did. Yuda, Yuda, the the anger in Yuda came out a lot, which I thought was great, which made him, I felt, made him fit better into the Blackpool Combat Club even more. Um, uh, Lee Moriarty off the ropes is great. He's a, he's very underrated for being a high flyer, man. I think people need to see him more and see him do some more stuff because he's really good. And I liked I liked how he stood up to Danielson, you know, and kind of like got in his face and wasn't going to let Danielson intimidate him, so which was really cool. Um, and it was Jerry says that shot loosened some feelings, so there's <laughs> a couple of feelings got loosened, so. Uh, but it looks like the nosedive cost him. Um, and then the paradigm shift on Dante and Mox looks like he wins the wins the battle there. So let's hear some opinions of this match. I want to hear Tammy's notes before I say anything. All right. I think this is good me going in the middle because you can clean it all up for everything, Chris. So <laughs> if I'm not making any sense um <clears throat> okay let's hope i can read them let's see you look looking so much better now love his new look this is a weird matchup dante's taking a beating and now flying around a little not sure why brock lingered around to get his head jumped on i like a brutal no more group hugs yuda hi boot lee he's so dang cheerful he's like the happiest nice flipping like guy ever nice flip by dante too him and mox are fire he totally missed his target on that last flip, though. Now everyone's getting stomped by Blackpool Combat Club and Mox pins Dante. Okay, the matchup made more sense, and I did end up entertained. I find that it was an eclectic wrestle. An eclectic wrestle. I like that. Uh, yeah, Black... Blackpool Combat Club has some great gear, don't they? Um, moving yeah, they on. robbed us. So, uh, so uh, whatever. Um, I'm start. I'm gonna sue everybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this was kind of a random match, and we had Dante Martin in there for some reason. Uh, and then we find out later this week that Darius is injured. I'm I'm assuming it has something to do with that. Uh, now they're gonna have to build his solo program again. Um, <laughs> they just kind of. Threw that all away a few weeks ago when they brought back Darius. So I don't know. Um, what is this angle though? What what is the angle now? Because I, I thought, thought the Blackpool Combat Club thing was happening like 
as they were kind of training and doing all those sort of things. And is Rafe frozen? We should take a picture of him if he is. No, he's moving on my end. No, I'm where I'm working. You're not frozen anymore. Tammy's frozen. I Tammy's wonder not frozen. Was, maybe I have. I have stuff. Anyway, um, it was a really brutal match, right? But like, what's what's the outcome? What are they going for? This is not a recruitment. This is just, hey, we're going to beat three younger, less experienced guys. Uh, I group. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this about this. I think this is a way of the Blackpool Combat Club mowing through the AEW roster, and they happen to st- basically kind of start with them. That's what I think it is. I think it's more of, all right, Yuta, we're going to really ingratiate you into the Blackpool Combat Club, and we're just going to just, whoever steps up, we're just going to beat them down. It doesn't matter if they're they're power hitters, they're high flyers, they're mat wrestlers. It doesn't make a difference. We can handle any challenge. And I think even Regal was was basically kind of alluding to that as well in the commentary. He made a couple of comments kind of like that. We can wrestle any style, he basically almost said, in, in a nutshell, he right. was saying. So that is, that's my opinion on it. Um, so I just think it's them kind of going through the roster, saying we're going to be big, small, High fly, low fly, it doesn't matter. We're the Blackpool Combat Club. We're mean, we're nasty, and we're just going to get it done. Right. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I like that, though. I kind of like the whole idea. Like, if you're going to throw them all in tag matches, they should be important to me. Um, otherwise, let them all do singles and then find, like, people that they want to, like, try to pick apart one by one. And then sort of run it that way. And then they could drag this thing out for a long time and have this whole Blackpool Combat Club be like a like a like an honor almost to a point where, okay, if you're in line to fight the three of those guys, you know, you're about to really go somewhere. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it also shows street cred to whoever fights against them. So if that if that group of people, they've been trying to get Brock and uh, Lee Moyarty and and dante to really get pushed over the top if you look at it they've been on a bunch of i mean they've been on a bunch of darks you see brock all the time you see lee moriarty you're starting to see well less of him but you were seeing him a lot for a while and i think that this is a way for number one it's good for ticket sales number one okay because everybody wants to see danielson and mox and then you know and william regal okay so that's number one so that puts that gives them a card all right, and it and it pleases the fans, and then you get to see these other people that are really good AEW wrestlers go against them and hang tough, which gives them more credibility down the road. So if they get get some matches on dark, you expect them to win, right? Because they they've been up to the big leagues, so they're going to be they're going to get pushed over the top. That that's my thoughts on it. So I mean, we also have to look at the marketing angle too. People want to people buy tickets because they want to see the wrestlers they want to wrestle. So. This is a way for them to give them matches and push them even more. Just my thoughts. Anybody else on that? Tammy, you all right? I was meditating on your words and really absorbing this ideas of you were talking about. Okay. All right. And then we had the Cutler cam. But I was very upset at this because the Bucks were not very flashy. And I like the flashy Bucks. So... This reminded me, with their dressing and stuff, it looked a lot like when they first started turning heel. 
the, the Bucks, the emo Bucks. Yeah, yeah, that was like when they first started turning heel and they were doing the super kicks to everybody that came to interview them. That they dressed like this, where it was just like the all black kind of. We don't really care, whatever. Okay, uh, I think that might be some kind of clue. So you think it's? So it could go either way. Could it be Bullet Club since New Japan is in here? Could it be just the Bucks going into the? I don't know. There's era? a lot of stuff that could happen with all that. That's very true. So I was basically between the Bullet Club stuff, the New Japan stuff, Kenny Omega still being out until possibly soon he might be able to come back and all that stuff. There's a lot of different ways this thing could go. Don't get psyched on Omega till at least October. I'm telling you right now. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, he's they don't have to put him in a match. Remember that. That's true. That's true. He can just be on TV for a couple of months and not even bother fighting anybody. And I missed the cleaner. I can tell you that right now. <clears throat> so then after that, we had the Samoa Joe Jay Lethal promo. I like this little rivalry that they're building up there. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And then Tony makes the big announcement for the big New Japan Pro Wrestling with Adam Cole. Then Adam Cole jumps up on the on the screen and talks about the Forbidden Door. The Knife Pervert comes out and gets involved. Jay White and then. He says, he, I, wasn't he wearing a Bullet Club shirt or was he wearing something else? Or is that the different night? I'm trying to think. I think he was wearing one of his new shirts. Oh, gotcha. And so then, you know. It said Adam, like the catalyst or something, the right? The catalyst, yeah. And then we have yeah. Adam Adam Cole has Ishii on Rampage, right? So that's what we had. So then after that, we had the Jade promo. She's uh, with Velvet and Hogan involved in that, which is definitely interesting. We'll see how that all develops. And then we get into The Butcher versus Wardlow. Hold on. Can I just say something before we move on past that Jade Cargill segment? Yeah, of course. With Red Velvet and Kiera Hogan and that whole thing, doesn't AEW have enough women's heels right now? Like, there's not a lot of baby faces left Mm-mm. at this point. None, really. We've Hardly. got a lot of angry women that are mad at everyone who's not their friend in the company. Yeah. That's not there. You can't run angles with that. No. I mean, unless they're like catty bullshit stories. It doesn't, there's nothing good happening in the women's division at this point, storyline wise. Tell me I'm wrong. I won't. I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it either, and I think you're right because, like, you got Layla Hirsch that's pissed, but she's injured. You've got Red Velvet now suddenly turned heel. You got Chris Statlander almost kind of heel-ish. She's still neutral right now. We're unsure. She's a question mark. I think Hater's going to flip to a baby face. That's my opinion. I see it coming, especially. What about Tony? Tony Storm is a pretty much a baby face. She's a baby. She's face. brand new. She hasn't right. been interjected into anything except for this. True. Yeah. Ruby's a Ruby's a baby face. Anna Jay's a baby face. Think about that. And Sky Blue, who Sky mm. Blue's a baby face, who she's uh-huh. just so so. She's not like a big star just yet. So I'm not I'm not hearing a lot of big names and storylines come out of any of that. You know that, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I agree. I mean, I agree. Everybody's a lack of creativity for the women, and it's a shame because you know there's so many interesting things you could be doing. Very true. Very true. It's not hard. No, not at all. So, 
And like Velvet was face, I thought. And then now she's just a random heel turn with Jade Cargill for no reason. Yeah. That seems, that seems detrimental to all the work she's done leading up to this yeah. because everything was face, face, face. And it was all like struggle, struggle, struggle. And now all of a sudden she's just a, a whole different character. Yeah. There's no explanation, nothing leading to it. And Kiera Hogan, like, she's sort of out of nowhere. So she could kind of get away with that. Yeah. Because uh, she's not been involved in anything in the last few months, really. Not anything significant. No. no when you take somebody not. like Red Velvet, you turn them heel, heel for no reason other than we need this person to have somebody else that can talk next to them. It right. just, I don't know. There's something about it that rubs me the wrong way. We'll see how that Sorry. develops. Sorry about my tangent. <laughs> no. no, no, it's, I, I, I want to back you up on that tangent because, I mean, for, for some similar reasons and some different ones is, you know, as the, for the women's wrestling, I, I just feel like they deserve more. And as a woman wrestler that has worked their ass off like red velvet really has and gone up against jade in a rivalry it just feels like you're diminishing your brand by just joining a bunch of groupies essentially you know into this faction and i think they're doing a disservice particularly the red velvet but then also to to kiera you know what i mean like she could do more she could like what is she going to be they're just going to be backing up oh jade you're so wonderful I mean, you're just a lackey at that point. And those are professional women wrestlers. They should have more. Um, they should not be in that position. But then again, we see a lot of the male factions that have lackeys too, but mm, I don't know. I just But feel there's like an overabundance of baby-faced men in AEW right now. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of face talent. And not all on the men's side. Women's side. Not yeah. necessarily on the women's side. Yeah, I just, it doesn't make sense. Like if I was her, I would not like that storyline. I would want to be like, look, I've been working my ass off. A more exciting storyline to, to push her up. She's a good wrestler. She has a gimmick that is tiring. The whole stir it up thing. You know, it's cute in the beginning. It's cute for like a month. And then after that, exactly. where does that go as a fierce, a fierce person? You know, right. I mean? and maybe, maybe, maybe that's actually, that's actually a good counterpoint. Maybe that's why they're doing the turn with her right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they thought she needed to refresh and to go a different direction. Cause obviously the old mm-hmm. gimmick wasn't working either. That's a very interesting point. And I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you make, it no, that's okay. I don't mind being interrupted. You know, I'll tell you if I do. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's all good. I'm not sensitive. Um, so no, I, you're right. I think we're developing, what we're doing is we're developing a theory in real time here. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, you're right. To build on that, I was saying it, but I, you made it more like that's a better idea. And now I, I believe that. So let's cross our fingers. That's what happens. And Kara, again, like someone else mentioned already, she, she's still fairly new and early on. So she has time to develop, to, to, to develop characters either way. But we could almost say the same for Matt Lee, who is now like, he's a superstar. We all know the square head. We, you know, we love him, you know, but he's, a, he's essentially now part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, which means I need to kiss his ass, right? Instead of, I'm like a good wrestler. It's like, no, Jericho is the wrestler, wrestling god, and we're here to support him. So I guess it's kind of similar, but as somebody else mentioned, I think it was you, Chris, the ratio is still off within the women's division and the men's. Jericho's a sports entertainer. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Thanks for the correction. 
<laughs> you pronounced the T way too hard in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just replace it with a D if you're going to say it. Sports entertainer. Entertainer. Sports entertainer. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Matt Menard. So. Then Man, that was a big tangent. I'm sorry, guys. We really, no, we really took off. No, I think we should go one. on them sometime. No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, that's what. That's the whole point. I just looked down at my notes and I was like, "Wow, we are still really high up." My bad. Right. <laughs> right back. Do I have time to go grab some banana pudding? <laughs> no. Get out of here. You lost your damn mind, woman. Banana pudding. Banana pudding. Really? That's what you got on your brain? <laughs> Holy Lord, this is just derailing. <laughs> no, just go on. You're supposed to be keeping it all together here. I know. So I'm trying to get to the Butcher versus Wardlow here. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So then we had MJF and the Rafters with Sean Spears, and they were chucking popcorn, which I thought was just beautiful. So Spears throw, throwing popcorn, and then he said, send the pig out here. And then Wardlow was handcuffed. This is basically like a giant beast war. It's like, I really thought it was like Mortal Kombat when they were coming out between these two. And Butcher's entrance was great, too. Butcher's entrance was pretty great. In that There's, respect, like with the whole like beast thing. Right. And he, he, the Butcher's great at like that indie outside wrestling type of style where he just, he like took it to him to the outside, which was great. Um, it wasn't really a squash match, which was cool. Um, the power bombs at the end, you know, that's, you know, typical. We knew that was going to happen with Wardlow, and then Wardlow takes out, and then uh, and then somebody said, well, who's, I think it was, it was JR said one of his best lines was, MJF is turning me against popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I almost wrote that down too and I was like nobody's gonna give a shit about that I'm so glad you brought it up I feel like I need that on a shirt too MJF is turning me against popcorn how great could that blind be that was great All right, Tammy's notes let's hear Tammy's notes oh already oh yeah shit I didn't even get my banana pudding okay let's see um all right. First, MJF interrupts from the rafters and, and, and says, send the pig to no music. Wardlow comes out handcuffed with tons of security. He's looking fierce. Everyone's chanting for Wardlow. Ooh, they are colliding like two rhinos. Butcher's biting, trying to injure. Butcher got the chairs. It's a battle outside. The ring? What? Wardlow's powerbombing Butcher? Holy schmoly! That's a big dude to powerbomb! Wow! Wardlow wins. A freaking entertaining wrestle. Entertaining. That's an entertaining, entertaining. wrestle. That's an entertaining wrestle. That's what that one is right there. Ah, oh, man. I don't know about this one, Rafe. What do you mean? What don't you know? Did you did you really did you did how did you think Wardlow's power bombs looked? They looked uh they looked uh, a little shaky. <laughs> they looked a little shaky. Tammy, did you notice that Tammy? They were a little bit uh, it looked it, difficult. 
It looked oh. way more difficult. It than should look difficult. That's an honor to the butcher. He's the big dude. That's no big, like, of course. It's not like he's power bombing fuego. Yeah, but it was okay. scary though, almost. It was, it was like a little, little scary. Like, oh, but that was what was good about thing? it. That was why I was like, wow. <laughs> this is like, it was a little like, it wasn't easy. And so I, I actually liked that, that it didn't look yeah. easy. That and also but, because Butcher is fierce too, you know. He like went for the biting so early. Oh, huh? right off the bat, like, Butcher went for the biting like super early. Yeah, right yeah. off the bat, he was just like right on it. Dude. He was like a rat with the plague, <laughs> like immediately <laughs> on his head. I was like, wow, that's that's a hell of a way to start, man. Uh, cool. Um, it's a cool match, though, I guess. So uh, the MJF thing, right? He makes everybody go through all this bullshit every time he has like a big match. He did the labors of Jericho. He did the series of matches for CM Punk before he could get to him. So now he's doing the same thing here to Wardlow again, right? Rafe's frozen. Tammy, get a picture. He's no, not, I'm frozen not frozen here. Oh, you're not frozen. Shit. Oh, I see I'm going to take a picture of you. I... Oh, it finally moved. Um, so, so what is the point? of MJF doing this constantly to people. And how does he still have this much pull when he's got a really bad record right now? Wins and losses matter in AEW, don't they? So does entertainment. MJF does not have a great record right now as far as wins and losses. He's lost to Lee Moriarty twice. No, Sean Dean, sorry, twice. Yeah. Right? So? Has he beat anybody in the last six, seven, eight, nine months? I don't. When's okay, the last look, time he beat somebody? MJF is there to wreak havoc on AEW. That's what he's doing right now. He is rebuilding the Pinnacle and getting back at Wardlow for leaving the Pinnacle and keeping him in his contract. This has nothing to do with pursuing a belt or his record or anything. He's causing chaos, and that's what MJF does. He causes controversy and chaos. That's the way I look at it. So why does he get to be so extra, though, if he can't win matches? Mm. Oh, Where's the justification? Because he's the best talker in the business, period. I get reasons from a business perspective why it makes sense, but what I'm saying is the AEW logic does not fit his story. It does. It's, it's the rules they set. You're only important if you have a lot of wins, supposedly, in AEW. Supposedly. Is he getting paid or is he paying Tony? What's happening? Because they're paying a lot of people. MJF is selling tickets. And he's selling Question t-shirts. him. Question him. So we'll see. You Garcia lover. I'm not a Garcia lover. Yes, I just are. think he's doing his job. That's yeah, what I don't think. Don't listen to him. So He's a sports entertainer. Your MJF can't matter. hold up, okay? He's not even willing ma- winning matches. Well, MJF is an integral part of AEW. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. I, I won't di- I won't I won't I will not disagree with that. But the the logic for AEW doesn't make sense with somebody who can't win a match. Neither does to have so much pull. Neither does Ty and uh, and Sammy, but we we all accept that they win matches. Though. They are champions. 
They so win when, all the time. When, when's the last time Ty won anything? When's the last time she won wrestled? I'll go look it up and have it for Any important match, when? Every time she wrestled. When's the last time she lost? a champion. Though? So get those names out your mouth. Oh, it doesn't matter. Easy but Ty's target, nothing. right? Ty's Try to nothing. bring them up because everybody loves to hate them. Ty We're lost. Have to put their names back in our mouths shortly. Ty, <laughs> Ty couldn't even. Ty Conti couldn't even win the belt against uh, Jane. Okay, thirty seconds. Not in your mouth. She had, a, she had a belt match. MJF hasn't had a belt match. She wins right? more than he does. They're both better. Matter. They're she better. Lost. She lost a couple, but not as much as MJF. Lost. That makes her a loser. No, MJF's a loser, dude. Loser. Uh, anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> All right. What wrestle are we on now? We're on the, the Jungle Boy Kyle O'Reilly wrestle. And okay. I have hey, I have I'll be right back, you guys. One oh, second. Oh good. I need a break too. Okay. Are you recording? Uh the pudding break is over. <laughs> <laughs> we move on to Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. I have one thing to say about this match, and then I'm going to let you guys take it because I didn't like this match at all. Does this discount discredit Jungle Boy as a champion? And I say, yes, it does. Tammy, your notes. I'm done with this. I, I thought this was ridiculous, but I, I'm this was upsetting to me. But anyway, go ahead, Tammy. What's your notes? All right. Well, we'll, we'll let you finish eating, of course. Swill that down with some wine. That's all right. <laughs> more than decent wrestling, but I'm enjoying my, my Crunchberry cereal more. There's a pattern. I guess I'm enjoying them clo close to equally now, actually. Now it's a little bit above the Crunchberries. Some strong back and forth. Love this bit with O'Reilly hanging upside down in the corner while Jungle Boy refs him up. Why did Jungle Boy just bang his own head on the turnbuckle? <laughs> O'Reilly wins. Odd. A more than decent wrestle. More than decent wrestle. <laughs> Why did he just bang his own head on the turnbuckle? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> a lot of weird things in this match. I actually thought it was a cool match. Uh, and I thought Kyle O'Reilly looked probably better than he has in some of his other matches with AEW. Um, as far as what's happening with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and all that, Jungle Boy is getting more and more annoying to me. Uh, I, I will say he looks a little bit less clumsy without Luchasaurus and having to do a whole tag team thing, which I don't know if that's because of of just the difference of only having to memorize one thing you don't have to worry about what your partner's doing plus the two other people or if it's i don't know i don't know i don't want i don't want to speculate too much on anything negative because i just don't feel like that's the right thing to do but this seemed better than a jurassic express match as far as his performance uh <sighs> But their run has not been impressive, and I've said it many times. I don't think they need the titles right now. They've had them for too long now, for sure. It's time to move on and do something. Um, but the tag team scene is not great right now either. So it's it's very sticky what they're dealing with. 
Um, but yeah, I thought Kyle looked good in this. Uh, I was surprised Jungle Boy lost. Like even for AEW, I'm surprised they let him lose because he holds a title right now, et cetera, et cetera. I think that might have been a bad idea. Um, Very. Because it for people, if you're like me and you're like, oh, they don't deserve the titles anyway, then it just makes it look even worse. Uh, but if if maybe you're not somebody that agrees with that and you're like, oh, yeah, I love them as tag team champions or whatever, it doesn't make sense for you either. So, yeah, I I like the match itself. The finish, the status is going in and coming out. None of that makes sense to me. But the match, the work was good. Fair enough. We, we roll right out after that one into MJF with Jake the Snake. And Lance Archer. So he's paying off Lance Archer to do his My man work. Jake. Yeah. So old school here. He is, man. <laughs> he is so school It was here. so good. I didn't know. Uh, oh, my God. It was so good. God, it was priceless. There you go. Old Jake the Snake is my favorite Jake the Snake. I just want to say that on record. There you go. So then we roll into our next match, which is Hook versus Anthony Henry, which is one half of the workhorseman, right? Am I wrong on that? I'm right on that, right? Wait, back to that promo. Were some Pat Benatar lyrics involved in that? No. <laughs> maybe. Nothing? If they were, mm-hmm. I didn't catch it. No. I thought that. Maybe the stuff Jake was saying? It was Mr. Roberts, Jake? Is Mr. Yeah. Roberts Jake? Yeah. It's your okay. notes. Yeah. I think he was quoting Pat Benatar lyrics. <laughs> no, he, he might have been. That would not surprise me. And it's okay. it's not far fetched at all. I mean, think about the era he came up in. That would have been some real deep shit back then. Yeah. So, okay. okay. <laughs> well, Maybe. I'm all for those lyrics. So I'm I'm with good. that too. And I love yeah. Jake. And I love old man Jake. He's the best. Moving on. All right. So. We're moving on to Hook versus Anthony Henry. And now you have, we have Tony Nese. And you said he's one half of the work horseman, and that's where we left off. Yep. I don't know if he off. is or not. Is he the other half? I believe that. Or Is that correct? That doesn't feel right. Then he may not be. I may be wrong. But we'll check on that. Uh, then Nice is scouting the match, which I thought was interesting, with smart Mark Sterling. And then Danhouse comes out and tries to curse. Tries to curse Hook. And he doesn't get the curse. And he does, and he challenges Hook, which he looked a little scared challenging Hook. So, is it Hook versus Danhausen? And when is that match going to happen? Tammy, your notes. All right, they're fairly short here. So, all I have to say, it says, uh, poor Anthony Henry got to lose to the kid. The hair is a bit much tonight, even for Hook. I wish it worked, Danhausen. I wish it worked. Anthony Henry taps out and Hook wins. Dan Housen is pissed and challenges Hook to a fight. Dan Housen better win. Oh, he's got no chance. What kind of wrestle was this? (laughs) Yeah, what was the wrestle grade? What's the wrestle grade, Tammy? Mm. The wrestle grade was a Dan Housen fight wrestle. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I guess because that was the more interesting part, not the actual. That's wrestle. like that's like the, the go home of the match. But yeah, sure. Uh, and and yes, you were right, Rave. He is the other half of the workhorseman. Um, All right. 
Thought so. so good, good job eyeballing that. I didn't even think about that. I, I did write down about how much I like Anthony Henry and how he shouldn't have deserved to have to do this match. Not at it's all. Dumb because he definitely would kick this kid's ass in real life. Um, and I think it's just stupid to even do this, but I still don't get hooked. It's still too young for me. I don't get it. It's whatever's happening. I don't understand it. And I can't make myself. I've tried and I can't. However, the Danhausen thing is excellent. And I love it. I think it's perfect. It's great. You take this hook guy who nobody, they, he just propelled out of nowhere, right? And now there's a comedy gimmick in the way of him continuing to do whatever it is he's doing. Yeah, and uh, I love it. It's beautiful. I mean, um, has I've, I've I've been a little bummed out about Danhausen's performance so far in AEW and his involvement in things. This program, for some reason, just really interests me. I mean, it's it it's romantic in a way because he's kind of been like chasing Hook for a few weeks. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, it's very like old school like oh there's this guy there's this guy let's interact them but but for no reason for a few weeks and then we'll just have some cataclysmic explosion where one kills the other mm. i feel like hook is going to eat dan Housen alive oh it's going to be awful <laughs> but don't you think there's a lot of stakes here like if, if, if all of a sudden <sighs> his curse doesn't work on someone then what is he that's his whole thing. So, like, they I, might ruin both of their like, characters right win. now with just this. They might. They might destroy their characters with this. It's very possible. <laughs> but it's funny though. Like, it's super funny. I'm not it even mad. Funny. Fuck them both. They're neither one of them super important right now to the company. They can no, be whatever they say they're going to be. Yeah, it's just pure entertainment at this point. You know what I mean? They're just they're just entertaining us, and I, and it's fun. So. And they're doing. And I feel job. like this match was just set up to elongate their story. That's why I said it's a Danhausen wants to wrestle type, type of wrestle because. And that's why it like, sucks for Anthony Henry. Yes, he, yeah. but he'll get his. I I think they use the work horsemen a lot, and I think that it will come around. Yeah, we'll see. I hope so because that guy's really good. So after this this whole match with uh, Danhausen, we got we they cut to a promo with Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, and I didn't understand this at all. I was just like, I, I didn't. Are you familiar with SCU? No, I guess that's then you wouldn't why. understand it because yeah. they were in a very bad tag team for the first year and a half that AW existed, but for newer fans. It makes no sense because they don't understand the history because SCU came in from another company also as a team, pretty much with Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Okay. Um, They were doing the SCU stuff before AEW really got off the ground. So they came in like this. And then the three of them obviously now have parted ways, but you have to know all the back two and a half years to even get that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, Scorpio Sky's been doing the thing with Ethan Page long before Dan Lambert came around. So it's been a long time. It's a very old storyline for them to bring up. So ultimately, what do you think is going to happen with this? With Scorpio Sky? I mean, he says he basically it, it was basically like, oh, Frankie, you got to hold off trying to go for anything because I'm going for it. Is that really what right. it was? 
And Kaz kind of looked at him like, yeah, okay, I got you back. And the second Scorpio turned around, it was daggers, right? It's yeah. kind of obvious where that's going to go, actually. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, I'm pretty sure Frankie Kazarian is going to whoop Scorpio's ass, but it's not going to mean anything. It's going to be so he could it, – maybe it'll be so he how he justifies his title shot uh, for the TNT Championship. Like, I beat your last opponent. You know, I beat the guy you took it off of or whatever. If and, uh, He doesn't even need that. Frankie right. Kazarian never loses. Right, he doesn't. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. All right, so then we had the Thunder Rosa promo for Double or Nothing, and then we get into your favorite people, Sammy and Ty, who I think are just losers, but that's just me. And there was a lot of booze coming out, and then they had Ethan Page going crazy, and then Dan Lambert comes out, says a few things, and then then uh, Sammy says they're going to do a ladder match. So... Any Everybody thoughts? knows what the last ladder match was, right? Yeah, Sammy exactly. Did? Yeah, it's code. That's the whole point, I think. Gotcha. Have what, you guys noticed how much they've referenced Cody losing lately in, yes. in uh, vignettes and stuff? Yes. Yeah. I have. I have. Seems a little spiteful to me, but what do I know? Hey, you know, that's how it goes. Um, so then we go, <laughs> then we get into the promo of uh, the House of Black and this baffling thing of them going after Fuego del Sol, which I don't really quite understand, but I always love their promos. So we'll see how that turns out. I don't even know when that match is. When is that match going to take place? They haven't even really announced it, have they? They're they're killing the momentum with the House of Black right now, aren't they? They're just dragging out these vignettes. We haven't had a match in quite a while from them. Very and true. Now it's with Fuego in the, in the program for some reason. I don't know what the hell is going on with Julia Hart and her face. Uh, what? This is what I, this is the part earlier when I was like, I wrote down about how they take a long time with some storylines. This is the one. Uh, are they killing, are they killing House of Black by doing this is my question to you guys. Cause I feel like this is the slowest, like how long can you just have three guys talk in the dark? I like it to put them back on TV with someone. True, they do need to do stuff though. I like. I love them. They're one of the best things they have to offer people right now. Is House of Black? Yes. And the Blackpool Combat Club is a thing now. Yes. It's a match already made. It's a match made in heaven. That would be outstanding. I mean, are you kidding me? And if they don't put that on a pay per view, then they're ridiculous. Well, wait, just pause real quick because you went over and were very negative about Sammy and Ty. And oh. I just want to shout out my opinion because everybody is very popular. I actually have popular. something to say about that too, so go ahead. Yeah, oh, go because right it's ahead. very popular right now. It's very popular and cool to hate on them. I get it. But I am not going down that road. Um, and I just wanted to say I noticed how much Ty was soaking in the hate and leaning in towards all the heel stuff. So I appreciated that. Like, they're just going to lean into it. And I feel like that's what uh, Cody and Brandy didn't really do. You know, like that crowd hated them and they weren't willing to lean into it. Oh my gosh. What does that say? Oh my goodness. Look at that. We are related, aren't we, Chris? He had it on his notes. The exact thing I said, we're related. It proves it genetically related. Now we know that was evidence beyond genetics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I think that's a good thing to do. 
I think they're both great wrestlers. And I think it's just a shame that like it's become cool to like diss them because they're in love. Yes, it does annoy me sometimes the relationship aspect. I wish that would have been more off screen, but it shouldn't overshadow how great they are and even can continue to be. So I just wanted to say that part. And actually I'm here for this mixed tag, mixed tag team match. I think it's going to be fun. So you I'm both asking for that previously. So that makes sense. Yeah. So it's all good. So I just wanted to add that in. So you can go back into the house of black wave. No, no. Chris, or, well, on. Chris had some things to say too. Yeah. Real quick about that. Uh, same thing about Ty. She's leaning in and I actually really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something about the way she was just like the faces and the the general emotiveness of her behavior in this segment was very like Rosie Perez mid nineties. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Tell me I'm I wrong. See that. Uh, and yes. I like this character. I like the movement. I dig it. I hope the mm-hmm. words can follow and be kind of. I hope she kind of gets assholeish on all of us because I would love to see that now. For some reason, I really like that idea. And like I said last week, they had to lean into this because otherwise they were going to get hated really fast. And it's already started. All the yeah. booze, all that stuff, it's real. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this myself. I hated it until a few days ago. I'm not. Apparently not. Uh, real quick, I have a question for you guys. Who do you think the partners are going to be in the mixed match? Obviously, Paige and Ethan Page or Scorpio. Or will it be somebody else? Will they bring in uh, Kyna McGregor, whatever his name is? I forgot. Oh, um, yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Ethan Page because he, he took the he took the stitches that one time. Remember, he got stitches. He got hit in the head. Okay. I think that's his that's his revenge. I mean, he was very vocal, and he did kill that promo. That was when okay. he got that mic. It was great. I thought that yeah. was fire. Ethan Page yeah. always kills his promos. He should do promos more. And I agree. He's he's great at it, and and so I want to see him doing that way more. So yeah, for sure. So all right, we ready to but move on? What were on? we talking about? We were talking about House of Black before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully, that gets better. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to go back to my picture from earlier. Cause we're, we're getting to it now, I guess. No, we're not, but I still want to change my picture. So go ahead. We're, we're at uh Brits match. We're at Brits match. I have a green screen guys. <laughs> it's green. <laughs> so there we go. So we are at Brit versus Daniela Camella. Uh, she had a couple of Pittsburgh Steelers with her. Okay. That's cool. Uh, yeah. The yellow guy and the other guy. Right. Uh, I thought Camelo Pittsburgh's colors, black, uh, and yellow. black and yellow. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, two random dudes. And I don't think anybody in the crowd recognized. They're I don't know young. If you guys notice that yeah. they're like, what the hell is this? They're they young. were not over at all. No, they're young. And it was Pittsburgh, for God's sake. I know they're young. I think they're new to the. I mean, they're really new to the team. <laughs> so, so we had, you know, the football players came out. Brick take basically took control at the break. Uh, Camella did a lot of comebacks, and then it started turning into this big brawl, which I thought was really cool. Um, 
And then Camilla takes the towel on Britt, which I thought was a nice touch. Which was, and uh, Britt with a nice sling blade. Um, then she gets the glove, and then uh, Camilla taps out. But I thought Camilla did a great job. Daniela Camilla did a great job. I thought she's. I think she's a good wrestler. And um, I'd like to Just see more of good. her. Good. I think she's good. I think she's good. Tammy's notes. Oh, they're pretty short here. Uh, I put uh, Britt uh, comes out with some Steelers. Danielle getting some moves over Britt. Why using a bandana too? Or is it a t-shirt? Britt can't be having this in Britsburg. Of course she wins it, babies. Okay, is it a towel? Oh, okay. It was a hometown girl wrestling. <laughs> is it a towel? Man, Danielle Kamala is awesome. She is. I I did not like her getting put into this match in this part of the tournament. Uh, they could have used her a little later or something. She's she's an excellent wrestler. Um, she's good, and man. some of the stuff she's been doing lately has been super awesome. And they even gave her a vignette. And I was like, wow, they might be building her. And then I saw it was her and Britain. I was like, well, there's that. Where's that? Cool. Uh, <laughs> Man, Britt Baker's promo, guys. She was like out of breath, shaking. She was forgetting stuff or something. This was not a good segment. It was bad. It was really bad. Am I the only one who thought that? I thought that it was terrible. It wasn't great. I she seemed say nervous in Pittsburgh, right? And seemed like she was out of gas. Right. From she this match with basically somebody that shouldn't even be on her level, really. That's true. I mean, I don't think she's wrestled enough. That's the problem. We haven't seen Why her. Why did they keep her off of TV for so long? I don't know. They what should. Was the point? She's a star, man. I mean, she's in the groove. She's in the groove, man. She yeah. she wrestles real better. She's she promos better when she's like when she's doing more. So that's that, man. Uh, I, I will say though, that, Chris. I heard a lot of people uh, have similar sentiments. Yeah, you you're definitely not alone in that, for sure. The bit where she shit on Tony Storm was pretty funny. The whole uh, "if you thought pie in the face was bad," blah blah blah. That was great, and I laughed really hard about that because that was a terrible angle over in that other company previously. Uh, and man, to bring that up and say that you're going to want to quit AEW too. Oh my god, it was it was really good. That one part. But the rest of it was like so it was almost unorganized and slow and weird. And yeah, an it, that was one of her worst. And I thought for sure coming back after all this time gone, she would have brought her A game, especially with she's got her team there and all this stuff, regardless of if anybody knows who they are or not. Uh, yeah, not good. Not good, Britt. Bad job. <laughs> So then we roll into the uh, the D Hikaru Shida rivalry that's been lasting seven years. Seven Why? And now they're going to have a uh, Philly street fight. Uh, that's definitely going to be entertaining. That's for sure. Why they keep is doing someone, these two? Is but, someone in AEW in the back like, you know, maybe we didn't do that right. We should do that better. Just repeatedly, like over and over. <laughs> Shida and Deeb wasn't our best work. I think we can do that again. <laughs> this time, let's do the exact same thing, but we'll do a lot of vignettes and other matches in between <laughs> building back up to it for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh my God, that's perfect. 
Sorry. That's <laughs> there's what, definitely somebody with a dumbass idea. So, hey, we could do that better again. Four or five times. It's the only explanation, really. Yeah, like this Tammy is going to be their third or fourth big match at this point with these two. Why? There's so many other people. I don't know. I don't know. We jump right Damn in. It. After that, we go to the Idolo versus Darby Allen, the coffin match. Well, we had the blade interferes a couple times. Private Party jumped in and then Sting in the crowd, which I thought was a beautiful touch. And then that was the only picture I couldn't I couldn't prepare before the podcast was oh. Sting dressed as Sting because right. I wanted to do a side I, I wanted to do a side by side of Sting dressed as Sting in the nineties and nice. Sting dressed as Sting now because right. it's that was great That's for funny. for a long time Sting fan that that was hilarious it was and then him across the the cross body off of the top was awesome um, chairs started coming into the ring. Darby does a code red, which was always I love those code reds, man, because man, things could go wrong with those things real quick, man. So when they pull those things off, I, I'm just totally impressed with that. Um, then Andrade catches him when he jumps out of the ring. There's thumb th thumbtacks on the coffin, which I thought were a really cool touch. Uh, it was. That was very unique. That was a unique touch, matches. which I thought that was really neat. And then you know they slammed her on the ramp, which always seems so painful. And Darby has such great resilience. And then a tope into the coffin. And then Jose tries to interfere, rips his shirt off, and starts getting into the match. Darby takes him out. And then he wins. He wins the coffin match. And then the Hardys come out. Okay. So there it is. Tammy, what are your notes, baby? It was so much to try to, like, take notes on. I, I mean, I don't have that. They're not that thorough, but they're long still. Um, so Look at my team. Match. <laughs> Darby looking fantastic and ready. The blade trying to interfere. Darby beating people with a skateboard. Why are so many people involved? Andrade just chucked Darby through the barricade and then threw the skateboard on him. Sting appears to clear out. And everyone is what? I don't even know what this word is. <laughs> It says Brownlee in the aisles. Oh, brawling. They're brawling in the aisles. They're brawling in the aisles. What? Private parties there. Sting loves a crowd brawl. Chaos, everyone fighting everywhere and, and using chairs. What is Sting doing? Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Sting is king. Don't paralyze wow, yourself, like Sting. That. Finally getting back to the ring after all that chaos. They're going back and forth. Andre is, I don't even know what this word, but he's doing something to Darby. Maybe he's carrying him. Oh no, he catches him. When he attempts a coffin, a coffin drop move. Thumbtacks in the coffin. Andrade trying to chase Darby in. What will happen? Ooh, Andrade carrying and throwing down Darby. Darby gonna get beat for a bit. Ooh, now Darby trying to close Andrade in the coffin. Andrade assistant comes out to break bad and Darby wins. Welcome bad. Oh shit. That was so <laughs> exciting. Let me speak to you. Sting boss. Sting is the real star of style <laughs> wrestle. What's your uh, that's the wrestle grade? Is Sting is what, the real star Sting style wrestle? Sting is the real star wrestle. Which we actually before I had these, I think there's this is this is not the first one of those. Mm, I think so. 
<laughs> Sting is the real star wrestle. I feel like I would remember that one specifically. <laughs> no, I maybe I thought. I mean, I think I thought it, but didn't say it. Oh, you've probably thought it a million times. Who hasn't thought that? <laughs> he amazes me. And these I, are. This was actually a great wrestle. It really, really was. But I mean, Sting takes the cake. He's the king. I mean, what he comes out and does, and I, I'm on the edge of my seat. And and everybody else is amazing too. I mean, I would have loved to have been at this one live. It would have been fun, especially that Brownling in the in the aisles. That I know. Fun. How dare him? <laughs> Chris, what is what did you think? <laughs> you want to go Brownling in the aisles? I mean, that is really a risky move. Oh, that, it, it hurts. It hurts. It's painful. <laughs> Got to clean up and everything. I I apologize. Uh, I I'm I'm writing very fast. It's so funny though. <laughs> And I um, have messy handwriting in the first place. <laughs> I want to tell the audience a story that has nothing to do with wrestling. I'm sorry, our audience. I have ADHD and I get off track easy. But I think you might find this funny because you have to listen to me actually read my own handwriting back after like several days that I never look at it again. So I was known for my ba bad handwriting. And in second grade, I just said, fuck it. So I just started writing random things that made no sense and were like scribbles and symbols that nobody understood for tests and, and papers. And I just want to have you know that I got a passing grade of a C most of the time and nobody questioned it. So I want you to know it's all about your attitude and how you carry it off. They thought I was writing words. And they graded them, and I passed. So that's just a side lesson about Tammy's notes and the the, the origin of them. Okay. I want to say something about that. Uh, one of my favorite things ever, ever put together in a sentence, was I was in second grade, and I just said, fuck it. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best. That should be in a children's book yesterday. Uh. <laughs> oh man uh, so chris what the fuck are we talking about you guys we're talking about the elo match man man sting is sting isn't he sting even great. when you don't know sting is sting bam sting is still sting uh that was classic hilarious this match was really cool uh i liked the thumbtacks touch that was nice I don't think they needed all the extra shit. I think the match was cool without all the extra shit. Um, but having Jose run down and take off his jacket and his shirt all dramatic and shit, that was cool. Uh, Stinger being out there with a backwards hat like an old man and some, I'm pretty sure he was wearing New Balances. I could be wrong, but I think it was. Uh, and he had the sting with the sting. It's perfect. Um, the ending was great. Uh, this was not a bad way to end a bad show. You thought the show hated, overall was bad? I hated the show a lot less after this match. Does that make sense? I didn't I didn't really think the show was great. Like I said earlier, it wasn't ugly, it wasn't quite bad, but it wasn't it wasn't good. Well, there you go. That's a strong opinion. So I, think I agree. Now that I've relived it all uh, with you all <laughs> here in real time. <laughs> Got to go through it at least twice. At least yes. twice. So at now. process my feelings. I'm sitting It's in time for time. Name That Wrestler, you guys. All right. That's what it is. All right. I'm, I'm here, but I can't. Like, there's something going on. What do you mean? 
There's something going on. <laughs> I mean. Oh, and, here I am. You can see me now, right? Okay. <laughs> Very vague and not descriptive. I'm sorry. I was having. I'm ready, you guys, but there's something going on. This has gone totally off the rails today. <laughs> it went off the rails like at minute 22. Right. Uh, name that wrestler. Uh -oh. oh, my goodness. For, for new listeners, new viewers, for anybody hearing this right now. I'm going to focus now. The idea is I give some accolades of a professional wrestler, and it is up to my, my, my friends, my co-hosts, my uh, co-workers to decide – what wrestler I'm 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 naming these attributes for? So Rafe, you're up first this week. All right. That wrestler, okay? All right. Uh, this particular wrestler has worked for AEW, CZW, WSU, H2O, AWE, and Smash. Some career achievements: a QOC Tag Team Championship and a WSU Tag Team Championship. Finishing moves: some of some of the finishing moves. Diving Moonsault, Fisherman Suplex, Stunner, and a Super Bad Cutter. Signatures, Cornered Handspring Back Elbow, Fireman's Carry Double Knee Gut Buster, German Suplex, a Rope Hung Kneeling Choke, and a Running Corner Big Boot. Nicknames, and this might help you at least with part of this, the bad girl or the super bad girl name that wrestler oh uh it's uh penelope but not me right nope just Rafe. penelope <laughs> i think it's penelope ford how did you do that he went and he looked it up i did not searching you got it right. You made I the computer have cheat. an error so you could log out and come back after the good. Yes, yeah, oh, done, right? That's what a questionable point? point. What do you mean How'd questionable? You wait, wait, wait. What, what actually made you think, oh, that's Penelope Ford? Because she's the bad girl. And her theme is song is that is that song. I don't know. Is that uh, that's familiar to you? I had no idea. Yeah. Um, the only way that bad girl made sense to me was because of the whole Joey Janela thing from before. I miss Penelope. So, I miss Penelope too. I want to see. She'll Penelope. be back soon. I think that's exactly, but also a heel. Right. I love her as a heel though. But I got it right, and I didn't cheat. Okay. Well done, Rafe gets a point this week. We Rafe won't insult your integrity, Rafe. On the board, ladies and gentlemen. I will not get a point here because I have no idea what anything means. Well, Tammy, I don't you know might, what championship is what. I don't know. Calm yourself it, down. Huh? Just relax. It's your turn. Okay. I'm ready to get it wrong. This wrestler has been in promotions like AEW, PWG, Progress, Evolve, WXW, and ICW, and others, not just those. Some career achievements would be a one-time WXW Unified World Heavyweight Championship, a two-time WXW World Lightweight Championship, one-time PWS Heavyweight Championship, one-time ICW Tag Team Championship with Michael Dante, 
Some finishers this wrestler uses are the Black Moon Stomp and the Dragon Slayer. Some signatures this wrestler uses are the Blackout Rush Combo, the Back Leg Sweep, and Shining Wizard Combo. Name that wrestler. Ooh, this is I hard. Have no freaking idea. It's hard? It's not that hard. Brian Danielson? There's a dragon move involved. That's the only reason I'm picking him. That answer is incorrect. <laughs> the correct answer is Malachi Black. Oh, AKA Tommy. I don't know any of this stuff about anybody. I don't even know what any of that stuff was. I just, that's your boy though. That's your boy. I know. I need to do my homework. I knew if I hit you with that, you'd be like, I don't know what that, I don't know. I I got you. (laughs) You got me. me. I got it. I got to hit the book. Some of these I try so hard to stump you guys and leave it like right at your feet anyway. Like I want it to be right there, but have you not better. I vow from this day forward that I shall study more, learn more, and know the letters and what they mean. With that being said, it's time for Real or Fake. Are you guys ready for Real or Fake? I'm better at this one. Tammy, you're up first, so I'm glad you're better at it. For those listening and watching, I give three wrestling moves, and it is up to these two to figure out which ones are real and which singular one is fake. One of these moves is fake. The other two are absolutely real names. Tammy, here are the three names. Names of moves. Three names. The first one is the bookend. The chart buster. And the can crusher. The bookend, the chart buster, or the can crusher? Which one's fake? The chart buster. These are so good, this one. I Ooh. love these three. These are great together. Uh, that is false. The Ooh. correct answer is the can crusher. Oh. That totally sounds like a real thing, doesn't it? It, it does. really sounds like it. The bookend might oh, be wait. one of the most ridiculous wrestling move names in history. The bookend. Well, I propose something. We have this on record, right? The ones that are fake that you've come up with, eventually, down the line, we should create moves that fit those. No, can we just trademark the names? Let's just trademark the names and then let other people, because somebody will be like, I like that. And they'll oh, okay. use the name for whatever the stupid move is. I'll Brilliant do it. business idea. We're going to do that. Just being silly. Rafe, it's time for your real or fake. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. Number one, the rear view. Number two, the bodega buster. Bodega buster. In case you're not familiar with bodegas. There's stores. Finally, the playmaker. I have food. The rear view. The Bodega Buster or the Playmaker? Which one's fake? The Playmaker. I'm sorry. Uh, the correct answer is the Bodega Buster. Is that why you said it four times? I yes. Totally that's a great psychological technique right there. <laughs> oh, smart for the that's FBI, fine. sir. It's fine. Kind of made it really easy. Uh, okay well i have two questions and i already know you have, you have one of the answers i've already heard it once tonight no i'm probably not gonna know anything go ahead okay 
the first one. I know you know the second one because you've already said it tonight. Okay, the first one. Uh, what other name has Dax Harward wrestled under? Who? Dash Wilder. Well, if that's true, they did not say that online. They said Scott Dawson. Oh, maybe uh, Cash was dead. Maybe Cash was, yeah. That might be right. So I didn't get that right. Okay. This one, I think Scott you'll Dawson know. is correct. AEW inaugural first tag team champions. Huh. I'm going to give you a hint. Was it the Bucks? You, you've discussed them this evening. I'm going to say the Bucks. It was uh, SoCal Uncensored, Freak, Frankie Kabuki, Oh, SCU. Scott. Oh, yeah. They were the first what, tag champs? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they I, were. I, yeah. I looked it up twice to make sure I didn't get oh, it wrong. Oh, shit. I totally forgot. Yeah. I remember being really excited back then because it was like, oh, they totally deserve this. I, yeah. I would have guessed the Bucks, too, you know, but so I was actually surprised. If but I didn't you know them what, up I don't earlier. any of these. <laughs> I was going to say, if I didn't have papers, I needed to have a throw but I don't need any of those papers. <laughs> Good job on your questions, Tammy. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying to step it up and do some quality questions. So now we are on to Rampage, baby. The first match is Tomohiro Ishii versus Adam Cole with Romero and Cassidy with Ishii, which I thought was pretty surprising. But then they started telling that they're part of the New Japan deal. Yeah, Ishii. well, they're part of chaos and chaos and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Uh, Ishii was strong on the chops. Ishii dominated outside the ring. Uh, Adam Cole had a nice rear chin lock. Adam Cole with a cutter. This was a good back and forth. I love the fact that they call him the stone pit bull because he's just he just looks like this little tough fucking powerhouse that's just going to beat the shit out of everybody. I loved him. Um Ishii had a power slam off the ropes, which was awesome. So it turned out to be a really cool battle. Uh, he absorbs the super kick, and then Jay White comes out, distracts, and then Cole gets the low blow and wins the match. Now, and I said it after, to Tammy right after the match. I'm like, Adam Cole doesn't need to do these low blows to win these matches. I, I don't know why they keep doing this, but. That's what the match was, and I thought it was a good. I thought it was a fun overall match. I, I really enjoyed it. I love those tough Japanese wrestlers that just like absorb the punishment and dish out the punishment. That's always fun. So, Tammy, what are your notes? All right, let's see. First line is why is Orange Cassidy and Romero looking around? What? Wait, Cassidy versus Ishii? Hmm, interesting. The whole trying to sort of grab some hair thing is annoying. It's annoying me. Let's do some other stuff here. Adam's starting out fairly strong here. He's taunting Ishii. Ishii looking like he's had about enough of that. This these shots. I thought he, I was. I thought I was misspelling this shit, but it, it put, it's actually these shots. So he was had enough of those shots and is walking right into Adam's punches. And then there's a bunch of chests bumping them at him across the ring. Wow, Ishii's a strong dude. Holding Aiden, uh, Aiden, Adam. See, there's my misspelling. I put Aiden, Adam. He's holding them straight up on the ropes. Adam misses the boom, and Ishii takes advantage. Ishii almost had Adam, not Aiden. Sorry, that was more like a three count. I really thought there was some three counts here, to be honest. But, you know, side note here, like they were really like slow on that one. 
Um, anyways, Adam can't seem to finish Ishii. Ishii may have kicked out a tooth. Jay White distracts knife pervert. Cole wins due to distraction. Not necessary, but it was a darn good wrestle. Darn good. Uh, darn good wrestle. Well, there's Jay White again, huh? Yeah. What the fuck are they doing with him? Talk about bringing in a character who's already got a built-in fame and crowd and audience and blah, blah, blah. And just... And what was Rocky doing jumping over the damn stairs? He jumped all the way over them. They weren't even there. He, like, clipped them with his knee on the way over. And pew! He's fucking rocket sauce across the damn arena it's a good match though Ishii is a legend Uh, he's getting a little older now and he's not he doesn't quite move as fast as he used to but man powerful quick so fun this was a very new Japan match because Adam Cole was in there and for me and a lot of other people Adam Cole is kind of still associated with New Japan Uh, maybe some of his best work was done there so it's a cool match, man. It's it a nice, fun way to start up this whole AEW New Japan official agreement thing for a show, right? Which they've had people going back and forth for a while, anyhow. Um, but this whole this whole bit was good. I I don't understand what they're doing with the Jay White Adam Cole thing because technically they probably shouldn't be friends right now. But maybe they also don't need to like be against each other. But there's a great story there that they could do while Kenny's gone. Um, and especially they, they could have done some Bullet Club stuff back and forth leading up to this. I know we're talking about that for the Supercard show. But where was that before? Because it could have been there. We had uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson in and out of AEW. Um this this is like a long running thing that like I really want to see get down the road, um, but I'm excited about it. The match was really fun. Uh, the low blow is now okay. Adam Cole can't win without cheating or having a distraction or both. Yeah. And I said this for weeks now. He's not doing any better. They're making him look bad at this point, but I'm gonna let it slide because I feel like moving forward in this new Japan stuff and potentially with Omega coming back in a few months and the young buck stuff that could be happening and all these things. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think they have a story they're going to tell us, but they're just not doing it yet. I'm trying to be positive. There you go. I'm trying. All right. So then after that, we went into the Jericho appreciation society and he was banned from rampage. So Jericho says he's going to do an HR complaint, which I thought was Human resources. Human resources. And then we dived into the Hook promo, and Hook speaks for the first time, which was your potato chip. He was trying to get back his chips. And then his attention, and now you got it, baby. Then then we got it to match. Hook and housing. Hook housing is happening. Hook housing is happening. (laughs) So then we dove right into Lance Archer versus Serpentico with Jake the Snake, Snake and Spears on commentary. And it looks like MJF is like obviously hires Archer, and Archer destroys Serpentico. Why did we do this again? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking you, Rafe. How I many times know. does Lance Archer beat up Serpentico? Like a million. <laughs> More than I can understand. 
<laughs> Why are we even fucking talking about this in April of 2022? Right. <laughs> are you? Do you have a time machine? Because right. this is bullshit. It is. Uh, so I don't know if you we, we <laughs> even want to comment on this match. I mean, uh, notes or anything. It was just kind of like a squash, and it was over and done with. So then they. No, I the- still want to hear comments, and 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 if Tammy has notes, I want to hear those. They're very short. So Pentaco attempts a preemptive strike, but all is lost, no matter what. R.I.P. Sir Pentaco. A fast wrestle. <laughs> R.I.P. Brother. Yep, that's right. A fast wrestle. It was a fast wrestle. You have, you have anything to add, Chris? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't understand why we're doing this. Been there, done that. Lance Archer has squashed a lot of people, but there's still a lot more to go. He doesn't need to go back, especially the Serpentico. On fucking Friday night. I know. Come on, man. I know. So then we had the niece, Tony Nice and Sterling promo, which I thought was uh, interesting. Now that niece is all... Um, I think he fits into that little faction pretty well. And then we get on to my favorite match of the week. Hold on. Hold on. Before you talk about your favorite match of the week, what the fuck is this with Sterling? What faction? Is he is he hired by everyone now who's not a face in AEW? Pretty much. He works for everyone. Oh, there's a heel segment? Send Sterling. Right. Forget send Hook, brother. Yeah. Send, send Sterling. Sterling. That's true. Seriously, who is he not working with? Everybody. I bet you if you ask Jake Roberts right now. Yeah, I know him. Yep. (laughs) Everybody that's a heel is working with Mark Sterling. And he was doing nothing a couple of months ago. This whole thing he did with Jake Cargill was genius because now he's on TV every two seconds. All the time. Every day of the week. It's on. Right. So Mark Sterling world champion bound he is <laughs> so then we get out to Tam- one of tammy's favorite wrestlers of all time and that would be daniel garcia versus eddie kingston <laughs> he had two kangles this week he did he had the the uh the but the bucket kango which i thought yep. was nice nice touch yeah because he's a sports entertainer sports yep. entertainer was it furry I can't remember. I feel like I it was furry it was. now, though. It was furry. It was a little fuzzy. I think the bucket hat was furry. It was fuzzy. <laughs> We're talking old school Fred Durst days, baby. Yep. Yeah, y'all. What's up, y'all? About that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's a lot of booze for Garcia. Eddie hits the chops off the jump. Oh, it was this was a brutal match, man. There was a lot of slamming outside the ring, a lot of neck breakers. They went to they went for a good bit, man. This was a this was a brutal match. Tammy, what are your notes on this? Oh, well, I'm just gonna preempt this by saying by the time I get to what kind of wrestle this, it's gonna be in complete opposition of you. All right, so Daniel Garcia versus Kingston. Why doesn't Garcia have a new name? Everybody else is named like Angelo and all these other things. Why does he get to keep his? Anyways, um, rare compliment for him, though. His shorts were an improvement without the red whatever he was before on his ass. Red death. Yeah, she took notice. I did. Yeah, looked, looked much better. Eddie needs to get Garcia. I hate seeing Garcia hit and kick on Eddie. Garcia's biting Kingston. Kingston returning the favor. Garcia's stomping on Kingston. This isn't fun. 
Kingston looks like his clothes are sliding off of him. Garcia won't get off. Come on, Kingston, get up, beat his ass. And he did. But I found it wasn't enough brutality on Garcia wrestle. Very surprised that you thought Garcia to get beat up enough. No, not brutal, brutal enough. Kingston could do more. I think so. Come on, Eddie. Where you at? <laughs> Mr. Kingston, uh, I thought did a very good job, Tammy. I'm going to disagree with you. I think he slapped the shit out of Garcia many, many times. I think he did a good ass whooping. Uh, I didn't think this was going to be a good match, though. Like, I thought it was probably not going to be great for some reason. Hmm. Just because of the different styles and everything. But it was really fun. I like this. It was a I liked it. I thought it was cool. I love the storyline going into it. I love the storyline coming out of it. Tell your boss. Yeah, that was a highlight. Genius. Genius. Oh, Kingston's great, man. He man, he this is just a message. Tell your boss. What the fuck? What are we watching? (laughs) I know it's cool as shit. But I think Kingston could have had him on a stretcher and then could have carried him out with a stretcher. That that would have been even better. And he, he he could do it. That's Tammy's love of Daniel Garcia right there. <laughs> in a way, it is. In a really twisted way. I mean, we need heels just as much as we need faces. If I didn't have someone to be frustrated about, this wouldn't be so. I wouldn't be Unless so it's the women's division that we need more faces. Right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so then we get to uh, the uh, Lee and Swerve with Tony Schiavone. And they, they obviously have a beef with Team Taz. And uh, Keith Lee says this war, uh, well, I think Swerve said it. I think the war is far from over. And then. Uh, no, we, no, no. Don't forget, though, he said Calvin and Hobbs. Right. Calvin and <laughs> Hobbs. He called him Calvin Hobbs. But Ricky Starks called him a broke ass Keenan and Keel, oh, which I thought was funny. I don't funny. care. I don't care. Calvin and Hobbs was worse. That's funny. Calvin and Hobbs is way worse. Uh, a little boy uh, and a tiger. Before we move on. Thoughts on thoughts on that promo? I thought it was great. Fun. Chris, anything? It was dope. Cool. So then we get out to Hater with uh Britt Baker and Tony Storm. I'm gonna let uh I'm gonna let Chris take this because he seems to be very excited since he's had this picture up behind him for such such a long period of time. I'm gonna let you start this. This is off. this is a good segment. Was. Tony Storm finally was Tony Storm to me. Uh Britt, have you ever been out of Pittsburgh? Oh, my God. <laughs> have you done anything? What have you done? Who are you? You were the AEW Women's Champ. What have you done? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly what I've been saying, right? And Jamie Hayter, look at her face. She's like, mm, she's right. Come on. Come on. That's it. That's why I think that, that Tony and Hayter are going to join up. That's my thought. Tammy, any oh, thoughts? I think they're going to like team up. Yeah, really? I do. Yeah, I do. I think so. Tammy, what's okay. your thoughts? I don't have any thoughts. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. I hope your dream comes true of them teaming up. And I think it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a dream. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be an interesting uh, tag team, maybe. Sure. Um, but I don't think anybody. There's no credible opponents. Not against those. That's two. why you can't do like a Jamie Hader and Tony Storm versus anyone in the women's division right now. Versus Jamie, even though Tony. they're all fucking heels and they're so badass. True. 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 Come on. Well, they might they might stand a chance against Bunny and Penelope. That might be a good one. You mean heel against heel? Yeah, why not? I but mean, I don't. Be a fun I'm match, telling you, but... I don't think I think Jamie Hader's not going to be a heel for very much longer. I just don't think so. I think her and Tony Storm are going. I don't, I don't think she'll join up with Tony, but I think she could be a face very easily. A lot of All people right. would dig her as a face, and I think Tony would make a good face too. But I don't think they're going that route. All right, we'll see. I bet you everybody's going to be a fucking heel. In one month, we're going to look back and be like, there's one baby face left. Aww. She has to fight everyone. It's Ruby. To do the Michael Jackson, <laughs> Captain EO dance. We are here to change the world. That shit where he shot the light out and everybody had to become <laughs> positive all of a sudden. Somebody's going to have to do that in AEW in the women's division. Bow! And everybody's like... I'm just it's imagining not this on a pay per view right now. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be Anna J and Ruby Soho against everybody. <laughs> I want to see the positive vibe ray come out now. Right. Ruby can do it with her sing alongs. She yeah. can do it. She, she can make it work. So then we had FTR and they're gonna wrestle each other. Okay. Any thoughts on this, guys? Interesting. I have some thoughts, Tammy. What do you think? I, I think it, I was shocked, actually, because I've only known them two together and just I kind of see them as one unit. So, again, I'm new, you know, I'm so new, but that's all I've known. So I just feel like they're such a tight unit to see them come against each other is is wild. But uh, I find it interesting and I'm actually excited to watch it. My next question to you, Tammy, mm-hmm. who's going to win? You know what? I have no basis scientifically for this, but I'm saying yes. that. Dax. Dax. That's the that's the one with the less hair, right? Right. Who's gonna win? I have no clue, man. I really, really don't. I don't know where they're gonna put this, and so we'll see. I'm I'm not even. I don't even know if I'm really that excited about it because I don't like it when like tag teams are you fighting know, each other. You know what I'm less excited about? The fact that Bret Hart's not gonna come into AEW and manage them. Because they've been feeding us this for a few weeks. And then I read something the other day, and then I did a little more research, and it sounds like the rumors are out now. Bret Hart may have signed a, uh, a decent legends or legacy agreement with his, you know, the old company, um, which would obviously prevent him from doing anything with AEW anytime soon. Because I saw he's managing them actually uh, in this match against Brock. And is does Brock have Lee as his partner for that match against them with uh, Big Time Wrestling? I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Bret Hart's going to be their manager and okay. Arn's going to be managing see, Brock and somebody. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no Bret Hart in AEW, apparently. Mm. Which oh. means that anything can happen with FTR and we will never see Bret Hart, despite the fact that them and Punk have been like, hey, look at us. We're going to do all Bret's old matches. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I don't yeah, know enough about any of this to weigh in, so I'm... it sounds like Brett's probably got a good contract on the line with, yeah. uh, you know. Oh, whatever. sure, 
probably got more money. <laughs> yeah, that's what probably quite a bit to. more. Exactly. So then we get into the main event: Jade Cargo versus Maria Shafir. Velvet and Hogan were the baddies. Jade puts her out in the ring, into the baddies, and they start chopping her. Jade dominates the first half. Jade with a power slam. Fists to the rib. She kept working that rib, man. Just like grinding into that rib. Jade actually looked like a, like a real wrestler at this point, man. She was really, a, I thought it was uh, pretty good. And then Marina steps up after the break. Flips Sterling, which I thought was brilliant. That was awesome. Uh, Jade with a kick almost knocks her like into the first row of that one kick. Uh, and then she, she slams her to that table, man. And I that was just, ooh. That was scary, that table slam. And then Jaded, she gets pinned. And then Hogan and Velvet jump in and start flapping around the money and all that stuff. Tammy's notes. Well, I mean, you covered most of it. So I'll um, see. Similar to what you were saying. Marina looks fired up. I don't see how Marina, Marina wins this, but I wish... But I don't think so. Jade's throwing Marina around. Now Batty's throwing popcorn. Hitting her and then Batty's kiss Jade? What on earth is going on? I don't like this. Is Jade doing basketball moves? Did anybody see that? Uh, uh, Marina isn't faring so great. Marina's getting in there now, though. Hit Sterling. Ooh, she dumped him. Loving Shafir right now. Oh, no. Shafir's getting pummeled again. Jade wins. Boo! But Shafir did great. I would say it was a decent, decent Jade wrestle for Jade. That's where's the lie? <laughs> that's that's perfectly accurate. Hey, pause real quick. So you guys are telling me Jade Cargill now also needs to cheat to win. How many people in AEW are they going to have that have friends and distractions and bullshit and interruptions in matches? Did we really run to a point already so fast that Jade couldn't win by herself? Mm. If so, then what I've been saying this entire time means Jade should not be champion. She fucking shouldn't be the champion. Come on, man. Seriously. <laughs> Marina Shafir, I said this when, when it was announced. I said it was bullshit. They're going to feed her to her for no reason, and it's going to suck. I'm not wrong. This match was good, but it wasn't great. Shafir's had more, like, she's, she's they're building Shafir, right? They're yeah. building her, building her, building her. Then they put her in this match with Jade Cargill, and suddenly she's not as strong. She's not as fast. She's not as dominant. And Jade Cargill wasn't either. Cargill was not impressive here. Not, I can whoop Marina Shafir's ass impressive here. This does not work for me. So were it doesn't you, work. It's stupid. Were you expecting a squash match? Should it have been a squash match? No. No. Marina Shafir should not have been in this match. If they were going to let Jade get her 30th win and be 30 and all this shit, and she's going to have 
Red Velvet and Kiara Hogan there and everything is all this bullshit. Don't put Marina Shafir in there. You just started building her hard. Like they're pushing her very heavy. And then they're just going to be like, oh, no, you're going to lose to the second women's champion. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see your point. I mean, I do see your point. This wasn't a world title match. For this championship? Uh, <laughs> did Marina Shafir deserve to lose this match? Does no. anybody think that's true? No. no, they don't. No, I knew she wasn't going to win going in, though. I knew this was all it's set up. It's shit, and I've been complaining about Jade for months. This is not how you, how you have a good women's division. It's not believable. It takes you out of reality, and it gets really obnoxious really quickly. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, agree. I I see that. I see your point for sure. So we'll have to see where everything goes. I like it. And we've got some pretty good stuff coming up this Wednesday. It's going to be fun. I have, they haven't really announced anything for Rampage, just like a couple bouts, right? I can't remember. Oh, I'm sure like it's three seconds after this goes live, there will be like 20 new announcements that we missed. So it doesn't right. really matter. Yeah, uh, Rampage will probably be okay. Yeah. There you go. It's a 10 o'clock show on a Friday night. Until they fix that, they're not going to make it too crazy. That's true. Very true. So looking forward to the week ahead. And I guess that's about it. That's all. We're wrapping it up from here at the Murder Theater Podcast. Check out our YouTube page if you're listening. Um, if you're watching, you can get us on Podbean, Stitcher, all those stuff where you get your uh, podcast from. Uh, Spotify, we're going to be on Samsung. We're going to be on Apple pretty soon. And we will catch you guys next time. From all of us here, have a great week. Peace.